Um, 1 Samuel 10, 1 to 7. 1 Samuel 10, 1 to 7. I'll read. It says, then, I'm reading from NKJV. It says, then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, it is not, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they, and they will say to you, the donkeys which you went looking, I mean, which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you, saying, what shall I do about my son? Three, then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terribit tree of Tabor. There, three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you, which you shall receive from their hands. After that, you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. And it would happen when you have come, to the, come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a string instrument, a tambourine, a flute, a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. And let it be when the signs come to you, that you do as the occasion demand, for God is with you. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. Tell your neighbor, God is with you. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the story of Saul when he got anointed, when um, the prophet Samuel anointed him. At this point in Saul's life, he had no understanding what his purpose was. He, he didn't have a clue who he was in Christ Jesus. He didn't have any identity in Christ, amen, in God. He had no understanding. He was just a boy that was a son of Mr. Kish in the town of Benjamin. His father's name, like I said, is Kish in the, from the town of Benjamin. And Benjamin, Benjamin, is it Benjamin or Benjamin? Benjamin, amen. This is the least tribe in the, in the 12th tribe of Israel. And the, um, the, the scripture described the family of Kish as the least of their own clan, which is, which means the, the sorry? Least, least, thank you very much. So they are like the lowest, lowest, amen. They had no significance in that, in that tribe. They had no importance at all. They are like, they are nobody. Amen. So this is, I'm just laying the foundation of the story of Saul. I'm trying to introduce Saul to us here. And once upon a time, the donkey of Mr. Kish went missing. Amen. So he called his son Saul. 
to go out. I gave him an assignment. Say, go and look for the donkey. And he said, to take, your, take the servant, take one of the servants with you. So they went on the journey to look for the donkey. They went, the Bible described that they went from town to town. They went for three days and they could not find this donkey anywhere. And they became, I bet at that point, they became so discouraged. They became frustrated. And that's the thing you can, re, you can relate with that. That when you are looking for something and you could not find, when you're waiting, you're praying, and nothing was coming forth, you become so discouraged. You become frustrated. You want to throw in the tower. You want to give up, you know? So this is, a, this is the point that Saul was in and the servant. They were frustrated. They were discouraged. And Saul was like, you know what? Before the, my father sent out search party, let's go back home. You know, that we can't find this donkey, so let's return home. And the servant told Saul, he said, you know what? Before we return home, we need to make one more last stop. Amen. We need to go to, there's a man in this town, the prophet of this town, that is highly respected and honorable, that is honored, that we should go and meet him. Whatever that man says always come to pass. Amen. So let's go and meet him. Perhaps he will tell us which way to go and look for the donkey. This servant unknown to him is leading Saul to his destiny. I pray the Lord will connect you to the person that will lead you to your destiny. Amen. In the name of Jesus. He's taking Saul to where God has prepared because God has prepared where he's taking Saul already. Because before that, God has spoken to Samuel. He has told Samuel that, you know, there is a man that is going to come to you. And this man, I want you to anoint him as king over my people. Amen. So God has already prepared the mind of Samuel before Saul go there. Amen. So the, 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 the servant told Saul, okay, let's go and see this man. And Saul was like, oh, what do you have? What do we have in our hands that we need to present to this man? He recognized the anointing that was upon Samuel. It was a revelation because he had not met Samuel before. So I just want to tell you from that point that we need to respect the anointing of a prophet, our pastor, the man that God has put ahead of us. Amen. Because the anointing that you and I respect is the anointing that will work for us. Amen. So if you do not respect that anointing, it will not work for you. It will not work for me. So we need to respect that. Amen. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So in 2 Chronicles, if I just want us to read that. In 2 Chronicles 20, 20 C, it says, believe in the Lord. 2 Chronicles 20, 20 C. I'm just reading the C part of that verse. Believe in the Lord, your prophets, and you shall be established. I mean, believe in the Lord your God. Sorry, I beg your pardon. You shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Hosea 12, 13. And by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, it was preserved. Amos 3, 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed a secret unto his servants, the prophets. So before God does anything, he will reveal to his servants, the prophets. And that is the reason why God revealed to Pastor Okbe that we, this year that we are in, is the year of our bigger and better. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So in that vein, we need to respect the anointing that a prophet carries. Amen. 
So if you look at the life of Jesus Christ, the reason why he did the minimum, the minimum miracles in his own town is because the people does not respect the anointing that was upon him. They see him as a mere captain's son. They see him as um, Mary's son. If you want to see that story, you can go and read it from the book of Mark 6, 1 to 4. So Saul had the revelation that he cannot appear before the man of God empty-handed. Amen. So he did not want to go because they've described this man as a prophet, right? They described, um, the servant described him as somebody that is well-respected, a man of God that is respected. Whatever he says will be so. Amen. And what Saul was hoping for at that point is for the donkey to be found. So he wants that so much. And he said, you know, let's take something to him. Amen. So I'm just going to go ahead, um, jump ahead of myself this morning so that I won't waste so many time. So when they came to the prophet, he was not surprised to see him because the Lord, like I said, the Lord has already appeared to him. He has given him an instruction on what to do. Amen. So Saul and the servant spent the night with Samuel. The next day, the prophet said to the, tell the servant to go ahead. You know, there are some times, there are some things that need to move away from us for God to actually speak to us. We need to let go of some situation. We need to let go of everything that is an endurance, a word that we've pulled up before ourselves that is stopping God from speaking, from us hearing the word of God. So he told, somebody told Saul to tell his servant to go ahead that because he wants to announce the word of God to him. Amen. And you can go and read this. First Samuel chapter 9, 1 to the end, when you get home. He told him, he said, let me stay here. Just stand here for a little while. He said to him, just stand still. And the same way that you and I need to stand still before we can actually hear clearly what God is actually saying to us. He says, stand here a little while so that I can announce the word of God to you. Amen. And that is what Saul told um, Samuel told um, Saul. So that now leads us to the first Samuel chapter 10, the Bible passage that I read earlier. So he took the flask of oil because God has instructed him, right, that he should anoint Saul. Amen. So what I, the topic of my message today really is the anointing. Amen. The anointing and what the anointing can actually do for us. We know we will talk about dominion this morning in Sunday school. And many a time, the reason why you and I are not taking dominion over things is because we have lack understanding. We have no knowledge of what we carry as children of God. So, and it's the same way with anointing. We all have been anointed. You know, God, as, as the, the, the moment you are. Um, you receive the Holy Spirit. The anointing has come upon you. Because we cannot talk about anointing without talking about the Holy Spirit. The minute when you receive the Holy Spirit, that anointing has come upon you. But what do you do with it? Because, you know, most of us are still walking in, so we're still afraid, we're still walking in fear. We, we don't know where we stand, we don't know what to do, and we carry so much power. Amen. So I'm just going to talk to us this morning, and I pray that in the name of Jesus, after today's message, the anointing will come afresh upon you again in Jesus' name. So I'm going to 
um, so we're going to take a look um, at what the anointing did for Saul and what it can do for us as well. So, you know, my own definition, not from the dictionary, so you can create your own definition if you want to. I say by my own definition, anointing is a power activated by the Holy Spirit when you are chosen by God. So it's the power of the Holy Spirit that is activated in you to do things that normally, ordinarily, you cannot do. It turns an ordinary person to an extraordinary person. Amen. That is what anointing does. It changes your life entirely. It makes you to go places that you've never even been before. It makes you to do things that you've never done before. Amen. And I pray that the anointing will come afresh upon you this morning in Jesus' name. You know, we talk about bigger and better. I said this year, if we need, if we want to do bigger and better, we need a dynamic force, isn't it? That is greater than anything imaginable. And that you can take for our, our declaration. Amen. So we need that dynamic force inside of us that is greater. And, the power, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, you and I cannot do anything. Because it said without him, we can do nothing. So we need him. No matter what the way you see yourself this morning, believe that you need the anointing. You need the Holy Spirit. You need that dynamic force to begin to swell inside of you. And I pray that you will receive that today in Jesus' name. So we need to be empowered. We need our mind to be renewed by the spirit and our inner man needs to be changed. Amen. So let's look at what the anointing does. In verse one of that chapter 10, it says, you have been anointed as a commander. My version says, as a commander over, my over his inheritance. Amen. So number one thing that the anointing does for you and I is it makes you a commander. Amen. A commander is somebody that is in authority. You are in the corridor of power. You are, you, you, a commander is somebody that gives order to people. Amen. You tell people to go and they will go. You tell someone to come and they will come because of the anointing. Amen. But if you don't have that anointing, you go and tell people to come, they will look at you, it becomes annoyance. So which means with that anointing, it is annoyance. Amen. But if you have anointing, I remember days, days back when I was in my old church. And, you know, I was in charge of organizing a coach for a trip. So we organize, I organized this coach and everything. And the coachman decided that he would go and pack like 10, 10 or 20 minutes away from where we are. So I spoke to him on the phone. It was like he ignored me. So I said to one of our, uh, my, my church member, I said, hey, look, what am I going to do that this coach driver just ignored me? He said, because your anointing is not, is not up to that standard enough, that because if you have that anointing, you will speak to him, he will come back. I said, oh, wow. So my pastor's wife picked up the phone, called him. I need you to turn around now and come back to where you can pick up. He did not argue with her. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I said, yeah, then I now know that, yes, the anointing you carry will speak for you. You don't need to stress yourself doing anything. When that anointing comes upon you, when you say go, they will go. When you say come, they will come. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And I pray that the Lord will release anointing upon us this morning in Jesus' name. I see God raising commanders in GLC in the business world in the name of Jesus in the corporate world. I see God raising you as a commander in the corridor of power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you receive it, shout a powerful amen. Hallelujah. And number two, I said the anointing will locate the missing blessings in your life. Then if we go back to that same chapter, verse 2, they said the donkey that Saul was looking for was found. So I don't know whatever it is that you are looking for. I don't know what good news you are expecting. I don't know that thing that you have missed in the past that you're looking for this morning. I decree and declare by the power in the anointing, as a reason of the anointing of today, you shall receive good news in Jesus' name. Everything that you have lost in the past, the Lord will bring it back to you in the name of Jesus. There shall be restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. So the anointing locates what is missing in your life and the anointing also restores it. Amen. So I decree and declare one more time. The anointing will locate what is missing in your life and it shall be restored in Jesus' name. So number three, the anointing advances you to move forward. It pushes you forward. Amen. It empowers you. It gears you up. It makes you to begin to walk in the places that you've never walked before. Verse three, it says, then you shall go forward. It, you know, from the, before that point, Sam, uh, Saul was in a stagnated situation. He does not know where to go from that point. I mean, before he was anointed. But the minute that the oil touches, I want you to believe that there is not the oil that carries the power. The oil is just a point of contact. It's a symbol to say God is at work. So, but the power that, I mean, the anointing itself is the power of God that comes upon you. So immediately he was anointed. He had the power to begin to go places that he's never been before. So the Bible, they make us understand that when you are anointed, and I pray that you'll be anointed fresh this morning, and you will be able to, it will push you forward, it will make you to advance in places that you've never been before. You will go to places that you've never dreamed of in your life, in the name of Jesus. So the anointing, it pushes it forward, it advances you. Amen. I declare that you are going forward. You are going forward in your career. You are going forward in your business. You are going forward in your ministry. You are going forward in every areas of your life. Financially, you are going forward in the name of Jesus. And God is so great. This church, our church, God is moving us forward. I mean, if you want to know, hear the testimony. Amen. The testimony that is being shared this morning is a powerful one. It shows to you that there is something at work in us that is greater than anything imaginable. Amen. He said it would do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever think of hope for. According to what? The power. Hey, I don't think you understand the, the, the weight that that carries. The power that works in you and I is going to do exceedingly. So the power that you need, I mean, what you need is just the power of God to work in you. Amen. For him to do exceedingly abundantly. And I pray that for you in Jesus' name. No more stagnation, no more restriction in the name of Jesus. Number four. So let's, let's recap. Number one. Number two. 
Number three. Thank you. Thank you. So it means that we are all together. Hallelujah. Number four, the anointing brings favor and connection to you. And it also draws you to your destiny helpers. Our destiny helpers are those people that God has ordained to benefit you in one way or the other. Those are God that has ordained to help you actualize your vision and your dreams. Amen. So they are here all around us. But it takes the anointing and the grace of God for them to be connected, for us to be connected. So now I pray that you will locate your destiny helpers in the name of Jesus. Or either way, your destiny helpers will locate you. You know, Saul was the one that located his own destiny helper. In the book of, um, in, when, um, I don't know what um, Bible passage, but when Peter and John was walking and they saw this man by the beautiful gate, they were the one that located, the destiny helper came to them rather. They located the man as a destiny helper because the Bible makes us know that they assisted him after they have prayed for him to lift him up of that place, of that ugly state that he was in. So you can, you either you locate your destiny helper or your destiny helper locates you, whichever way. I pray that the Lord will connect you to your destiny helpers in the name of Jesus. So I said, um, number four, that the anointing brings favor and connect you to your destiny helpers. You know, there are people that, like I said, that God has put in your life to, to help you fulfill your goals. And if we, if we, sorry, if we look at the story of um, Mordecai, amen. It was God that actually planted Mordecai's name on top of the king's heart when he was sleeping and he made him to be restless in his sleep. So I pray the same for you and I this morning, that the Lord will plant you in the heart of your destiny helpers. They shall not have rest until they have helped you. In the name of Jesus. It is, it is very scriptural because the Bible says that this man does, did not sleep. He could not sleep. Why? Because he was troubled. I pray that your destiny powers will be troubled until they have located you. They will not have rest until they have found you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And number, I, oh, anointing, when I said, um, sorry, number four, I, we're still in number four, right? So Saul meant, you know, when we read the story, we, they, they said, um, Samuel told Saul that he will meet some people. I said, your anointing, I mean, anointing helps you to find favor, show to receive favor from people. So when Saul found those people, they, they were, they were I mean, they favored him, amen, because he knows them from nowhere. But the Bible says they gave him bread. They gave him things. Amen. I pray that someone will favor you in the name of Jesus. So the anointing also brings honor. People, people will start to respect you. They will start to recognize you. They will start to greet you. They will show you love in the name of Jesus. So number five, the anointing empowers you to do what you have never done before. The anointing empowers you to do what you've never done before. Amen. Let's look at Acts 10, 38. Acts 10:38. It says, Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 
So that is an anointing. It can empower you. It will give you the strength that you've never had before. You go about doing good. The Bible says that Jesus Christ went about doing good. It was healing people that were oppressed by the heat devil. So I release the anointing to do good unto you this morning. The anointing to go about healing people. The anointing to go about doing good and setting people free. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the scripture says in um, the, I think in verse 5, the verse 5 of that chapter 10 about how the anointing empowers some, um, Saul. Can we go back to the scripture, please, for Samuel 10? So it said, it came that thou shalt meet a company, and I'm just jumping down, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with sanctuaries and tabernacles, and they shall prophesy, go to six. And the spirit of the Lord will come on thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned to another man. So when Saul, when Saul was empowered, he begins to prophesy. Amen. And I decree and declare this morning that the anointing of God will come upon you afresh, and you will begin to be empowered and to do things, like I said again, that you have never done before. Amen. So number... I'm just moving quicker. The anointing turns you to a new man, number six. It turns you to a new man or a real woman, the verse six that we read. And when the spirit of the Lord come powerfully upon you, you will prophesy with them. That is what Samuel was telling Saul. And you will be changed into a new man. You can't carry the anointing and still be the same person you were before. So the anointing changes you. It renewed your mind. It transformed you to a new person. So I pray that the anointing will transform you to a new man this morning in Jesus' name. The anointing, again, I said it will protect you. Psalm 26. Psalm 26. Now I know that Jehovah saves his anointed. He, hear, he will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving group strength of his right hand. So the anointing is like a protection over your life. Amen. And finally, the anointing breaks the yoke. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall be in that day, his burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Amen. And the anointing also healed the sick. So if you're here this morning, under the sound of my voice, and you are sick in any form, in any way, in any angle whatsoever, I decree and declare that the anointing that is present here this morning will deliver you from that sickness in Jesus' name. The healing of God will rest upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I said, um, James, I was going to read James 5.14. So you know that the anointing actually heals the sick. Is there, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Father. So that is when you're sick, you, 
go to the elders and let them pray for you. Go to wherever. Elders can mean anybody. It doesn't, it's not, uh, look, anointing is not age-related. Age, it doesn't have, I mean, anything to do with anointing. A younger person, a young person can be anointed to do things. Amen. Jesus Christ was young when he was anointed. And he went about doing so much miracles. Amen. I pray that you will receive anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I was, when I was preparing for this, I was thinking about the life of Saul. Like I said, Saul was just an ordinary person that the anointing came upon. So which means, it tells me this, that God is not looking for those that are qualified. He's not looking for those that are, you know, that have this educational standard. He called those, I mean, he qualifies those that he has called. If he has called you, he will qualify you. He is not looking for those that are prepared. No matter how preparation you make, he's not looking for that. He, he prepares the ones that he has called. When he calls you, he will prepare you. Amen. And he's not looking for those that are equipped, that I have all these things. I have the weapon. I have the instrument. I have everything that I can use to fight the battles. He equipped those that he called. If we want to see that, let's open our Bible to Hebrew. Hebrew 13, Hebrew 13 21. Hebrew 13, 21, and then we'll rise up and we'll begin to pray. Hebrew 13, 21. It says, make you perfect in every... No, can, can, can I have another version, please? That says, the Lord will equip you. Let me see which one. I said, equip you with everything good. I wrote it down here. I said, equipped you with everything good for doing his work. And may, and sorry, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> equipped you in every good thing to do his work, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So he's the one that equips us. Saul was taken in. There was, and remember, there was no king in Israel when Saul was called. There was no king. So God created a vacancy for him. Amen. God had to create a vacancy. So your prayer today is that God created a vacancy for me. In the corridors of power, in the corporate world, even in the politics, in the, we were talking that why Christians, why are we Christians, not politicians? So I want us to begin to pray that God prepare, prepare a vacancy for me. Let them begin to need my expertise. Let them begin to need my skills. In the name of Jesus, pray that God will equip you. That the Lord will prepare you. That the Almighty God will prepare and qualify you for the calling that he has put upon you. I want you to pray for fresh anointing today. The Bible says the anointing breaks every yoke. Pray that the anointing as is coming upon you today, that every yoke in your life will be broken. That everything that is not of God in you, he said, whatever that the Almighty Father has not planted in us shall be uprooted. Begin to pray that, that anything that God has not planted in you shall be uprooted. But the reason of the anointing today, in the name of Jesus, Begin to speak to God. We talk about destiny helpers. 
I want us to pray to God and ask God to connect us, locate us with our destiny helpers. That wherever they might be, that Lord just locates me in the name of Jesus. Father, locate me to where my destiny ever is. Let them locate me, connect me with them, oh God, by your power, by your anointing. In the mighty name of Jesus, I want you to pray. Perhaps there is anything that you have been missing. There is perhaps there is something that you have lost in the past that is yet to be found by the reason of today's anointing. I want you to cry unto the Lord, that Lord, let there be restoration. Father, restore back all the things that I've lost in the past. Everything that the enemy has taken away from me. All the things that the locust and the caterpillar and the cacaworm has eaten. The Lord restore them back today, oh God. Let there be restoration of relationships. Let there be restoration of health, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to pray, open your mouth and speak to the Lord Almighty. He says in, the, in his presence there is fullness of joy. I don't know where you have been hurt. I don't know where the bitterness has come from. But I want you to connect to the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. And just pray that Lord Father give me joy. Let my heart be filled with joy. In the name of Jesus Christ, let joy overflows in my heart today, O God. I want you to speak to God. Ask for the fresh anointing. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, let your garments be white and do not be lacking in oil upon your head. So let your head not be lacking in any oil. Let the anointing begin to flow because when the oil dries up, hey, then you will become an, an ordinary person. Ask the oil never to seize upon your life. Ask the anointing of God to continue to flow in your lives. In the name of Jesus.